You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two next door neighbors who love a good chat and a good cocktail. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. So this is our spring book club episode. We will be spending the whole show discussing the novel A Piece of the World by Christina Baker Klein. So if you are listening, you're in the book club. If you don't want any spoiler alerts, turn us off and come back later after you've read the book. Exactly. It's the beauty of the online book club. Mm -hmm. Uh, But first, a cocktail. I have a whiskey clementine, which is just the cutest southern sounding cocktail. I did not make that up. Um, it's actually adapted from, well, straight from the Trader's Table uh, Instagram account, which mm-hmm. I think a listener recommended oh. to us that since we loved it, we needed to check it Thank out. Thank you, listeners. So it is two ounces of a good whiskey. Mm-hmm. I used Maker's Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, two ounces of fresh squeezed clementine juice, mm-hmm. which is about three cuties, turns okay. out. Cute. Um, two dashes of Angostura bitters mm-hmm. and a splash of ginger beer. I would say... More than a splash of ginger yeah. beer. Like yeah. we just topped it off to the right. top with the ginger yeah. beer. It looks adorable. Serve it over ice. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like whiskey. I like dribbling. That is that is grown mm-hmm. on me over I feel the like it's cocktail. a, yeah, I think so too. I think it's kind of an old fashioned flavor to it mm-hmm. with the sweetness. And I meant to say that whiskey has grown on me over the show, like since we started, but I said over the cocktail. That's weird. <laughs> like these two sips. <laughs> Now I like whiskey. It's really growing on me. <laughs> no, I agree. Whiskey was mm. my least favorite mm-hmm. uh, liquor mm-hmm. until we started yeah, we doing found, this. Yeah, we so. found the good things mm-hmm. to mix it with. Mm. Yeah. I think it needs yummy. citrus or spice. Mm-hmm. That's how I like, like my whiskey. Like that apple one that we, mm-hmm. that we liked before. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Yum. So on to our book. I will read the brief summary first to kind of mm-hmm. put us in the mindset. Take yes. us there. Remind me. Okay. So this is right off of Amazon. Uh, The book is inspired by Andrew Wyeth's mysterious and iconic painting, Christina's World. To Christina Olson, the entire world was her family's remote farm in the small coastal town of Cushing, Maine. Born in the home her family had lived in for generations and increasingly incapacitated by illness, Christina seemed destined for a small life. Instead, for more than 20 years, she was host and inspiration for the artist Andrew Wyeth and became the subject of one of the best-known American paintings of the 20th century. As she did in her beloved smash bestseller, Orphan Train, Christina Baker Klein interweaves fact and fiction in a powerful novel that illuminates a little-known part of America's history. Bringing into focus the flesh-and-blood woman behind the portrait, she vividly imagines the life of a woman with a complicated relationship to her family and her past, and a special bond with one of our greatest modern artists. So... There we have it. Sets the stage. So before we get started, were you familiar with the painting before reading the book? I was. And and so I started reading this book in how I love to read books where I knew very Mm -hmm. little about it. We were kind of trading back and forth you know, oh, what, yeah. what we mm-hmm. were going to read. And you had first mentioned one and I read a little bit and it was World War II. And I just told you after mm-hmm. last year book club, we read we did a so lot. much World War II. I'm lot. just like kind of burned out on it right now. And then you sent me this one. And then I went and I think I just, you know, read the first sentence, like, you know, something about behind Andrew Wyeth's painting mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And it just sounded like, yes, that sounds great. But that's all I read about it. And then I didn't start reading it for, you know, a, a few, um, 
weeks. So I kind of like forgot a mm-hmm. lot of the premise. Um, but anyway, yes, when they mentioned that painting, I was familiar with it. And I've had to kind of think like, why am I so familiar with it? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, probably just seeing it growing up. It's so iconic. So you'll mm-hmm. see it here or there. Um, I did take a couple of art history classes. Um, and so I'm sure that I probably saw it there. But then I looked up where the painting is hanging and it's at the Modern Museum um, Museum of Modern Art in New York. Mm-hmm. And I have been there. And mm-hmm. so I definitely have seen it mm-hmm. in person then. Like, awesome. I feel like I just had a, a stronger, like, yeah. I feel like I've really, that, that, like, That's what seen happens when this. you've seen it in person, yeah. too. Yeah. I don't have, like, a really specific memory of, sometimes when I see iconic paintings or mm-hmm. paintings that I love or art that I love, I try to stand for a while and kind of almost have an experience mm-hmm. in front of them, like, have a conversation with someone or, like, mm-hmm. write in a notebook, like, just so some it's really memorable. Yeah. And I didn't do that with that right. one. Um, but anyway, I I re- was familiar with the painting. I'm pretty sure that I've seen it. And it does just, I don't remember knowing anything about it other mm-hmm. than the feeling that it gave mm-hmm. me, which is just that kind of intrigue. Like there is more to Melancholy. This. Yeah. What is happening? Mm-hmm. Is she trying to get away? Is she trying to get back? I mean, mm-hmm. that's just what, so I was mm-hmm. familiar with that feeling. Um, and now I'm like dying to go and, and yeah, see it yeah. again. So what about no, you? No, I, I felt like I needed to buff up on my art history because I did not recognize it at all at first mm-hmm. um, or didn't like n- nothing ring a bell. Right. And then I Googled it and I was like, no, I know I've seen that right. like on art postcards or whatever sure. in a museum or something, right. I'm sure, but never um, really interacted with it at mm-hmm. all. And then, yeah, it did just like, I Googled it and I'm mm-hmm. looking at it just on the screen even. And I'm yeah. like, there is just something about it. Like at first glance, it's like, oh, prairie landscape, right? right? Or like right. typical hillside farmhouse. Yes. And then you just look closer and it is just, there is something really like eerie yeah. almost about mm-hmm. it. Or you just know that there's more to the story. Right. So I was like, oh, that sounds good to read. Yeah. And read another about. thing, while I was reading the book, um, and I'm really, I'm glad that I did this. I, I actually, I didn't look up the painting until I'd finished it. Mm, and mm-hmm. like I said, like, even when I start. You have so much restraint. I have so much restraint. You do. You have an impressive amount of restraint. Um, even when I started it, I, you know, I knew so little about it. And you know very quickly that Andrew Wyeth is part of it. But honestly, I feel like it took me until like nearly the end to see how it was all coming together. Yeah. And, and then it felt kind of powerful that I read the whole story. And then after you finished it, it showed in the Kindle, you like go to the Mm -hmm. next page and it shows Mm -hmm. a picture of the painting. And that that felt so powerful. And I felt like I was able to see it differently. Mm -hmm. And I liked that I was able to like not see it at all until I had that whole story and then to see it. Well, and it it goes along with the story because she sees it at the end too. It kind of like is the culminating moment or whatever. It felt like a really cool experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. So overall, let's do what we usually do. We like to give it kind of a grade Mm -hmm. and talk about why Mm -hmm. and maybe just highlight some favorite parts or quotes. Yeah. Okay. So I really loved it. I just finished it. Um, we're recording on Tuesday night. I just finished it Saturday. Okay. So it's still pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I feel like I'm still just processing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it does bring up these kind of co- like it's just com- it's like complex, but straightforward at the same mm-hmm. time. Like 
very interesting. So I feel like I'm still kind of working through it, but I really, really liked it. I'm going to give it an A. Um, okay. Really loved it. I would recommend it. I feel like it's going to stay with me. Mm-hmm. It's not getting that A plus for me, mm-hmm. which is just the the beautiful like lyrical writing. Yeah. I did really like the writing mm-hmm. and I highlighted a lot of things, but yes. it was kind of more um, uh, like maybe poignant or or deep, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was me. more direct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. It wasn't kind of like like that turn of phrase that I find myself. Um, just so moved by like by Ann Patchett or something Mm -hmm. like that. But um, like I said, I went into it not knowing anything other than just like knowing very basically Mm -hmm. that this is not a story about World War II Mm -hmm. and that it's something about that painting. But like I said, I think by the time I started, I'd kind of forgotten that it was about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And just even the, the title of the painting Christina's world if you don't know the story it feels like such an abstract title yeah it's like what what is that talking mm-hmm. about you know because usually it would be like house on a prairie or right you know young woman in the grass right or something like that and so I think like I had recognized that title or that painting but then it was it just felt so abstract mm-hmm. like I didn't know where it was going um this book just gave me such a particular feeling kind of like I alluded to it. I'm still having a hard time really defining mm-hmm. it. It's all these things. Um, like the feeling that I get when I finally finish the book, there's, mm-hmm. there's a melancholy about it. There's some regret, mm-hmm. loyalty to family. There's pride, there's yearning, like many feelings of wanting not, and not having those needs met mm-hmm. kind of, but, but then still in other ways, um, a feeling like we're just going to go that on perseverance make, side yeah, the of perseverance yeah. exactly um i felt like this book did have so many kind of storylines going through it um christina having a disability and how people treated her and how she dealt with that um what do ha- we think she had maybe polio or you know, ms or th- something this that- is this is so interesting did you read um at the end of the book mm-hmm. like kind of those notes Yes, from the author. Yes, it's been a little while since I finished it, so I don't yeah. remember exactly what. And that that I loved that so much because mm-hmm. then you finish this, and I think honestly, I felt like my jaw dropped when I read the author's notes just about how how much this was yes. based in fact. Yeah, you know, because I wasn't kind of sure. How, yeah, like how was much, she an actual right? You know, or how much she kind that... of had to extrapolate. They had a there was a quote at the very beginning of the book from um, Andrew Wyeth mm-hmm. talking about Christine. Okay, and so I was like, okay, so. So he probably did spend time there, mm-hmm. but then, yeah, I wasn't sure how rooted in truth it was. And so to read all of the research that mm-hmm. she did and, and honestly, all of the books and documentaries and mm-hmm. how much it had already been documented, mm-hmm. it was fascinating to me that something like this kind of hadn't been done before. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Um, anyway, she wrote in there, I thought she alluded to what people have decided that she had and they didn't I didn't say polio you know it was something rare more rare yes but what's interesting is I was just looking this up on the MoMA website and it has in the description they refer to her as having polio Mm. so I don't know if that's just like kind of two different versions Uh or anyway um so that's kind of interesting and then uh, just a side note that 
I was thinking about, uh, my grandmother had polio. Mm-hmm. Um, she contracted polio when she was pregnant with my mom, actually, which is a really just incredible. Not a good time to contract yeah, that. Wow. A really incredible, incredible story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was able to walk using leg braces and crutches, like while my mom was growing up and mm-hmm. even in my very earliest memories of mm-hmm. her. And then later in life, she was in, uh, like an amigo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, sh- and she was so independent mm-hmm. and there was nothing she couldn't do except walk, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just was thinking of that in juxtaposition to Christina, who, even though she did go on to do so much, she mm-hmm. did not have, you know, those things that were enabling her right. to, to like do as much right. as my grandmother did. Like literally was dragging herself around yes. to do housework. And, right. Yeah. And falling and mm-hmm. all those things. So anyway, that was just kind of something that came to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there were also, I thought that there was this thread of like how actions like those of their ancestors past the the Hathorns, mm-hmm. I guess, like can impact generations and how long you might cling to family tradition and yeah. then, you know, about love and commitment. Um, and just the farm even itself mm-hmm. kind of yeah. personifying is not the word, but like being a symbol for that, yes. like hanging on to things right. when maybe they shouldn't be hung right. on to anymore. Yeah. And so it felt like there were all these different kind of mm-hmm. themes mm-hmm. and yet it didn't feel overwhelming. Like it felt like it, it yeah. b- went together really so, so well. Um, I found myself, I, I found myself really liking the detached parents, like not liking them as care, like just liking them as characters. Mm-hmm. I was very, disturbed and frustrated with them. Like when they, um, made Christina leave school, Mm -hmm. that was so, Mm -hmm. I just, Oh, I just felt that in the pit of my stomach, Mm -hmm. how disappointed she was. And I felt so angry at them for not seeing like that this would just be such opportunity for her, how she loved it and how she just deserved that. Um, but from a story perspective and, you know, maybe it was from mm-hmm. a truth perspective, mm-hmm. just how that kind of made it a more interesting story right. and made her a more interesting character. Right. So, um, you know, often you might have someone in a difficult situation, but then they have that loving, like redeeming parent who's yes. always there to support them yes. and help them and comfort them. And she didn't have that. No, like her grandmother kind of was her that at the beginning. Her grandmother was that, right. But yeah, it yes. was like, man, she just like everybody... Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was kind of serving everybody else, I feel right, like. Right, for sure. And without anyone acknowledging that mm-hmm. or really, you know, being thankful for that. Um, oh my gosh, the whole arc with the of Walton, you know, this mm. this suitor, this, you know, man. rich young man so who shows up and seems to just be such a great match for yeah. her because they have this like shared, yeah. you know, history of, you know, kind of um being like more sickly children or Mm -hmm. like having a a disability or something. Um, And then I just remember though, when I was reading those parts and just feeling like, yes, like this really looks like this Mm -hmm. could work for her. Then remembering that I've already glimpsed into her future and she is an old woman at this house. Yes. I don't remember any mention of children and just being like, Oh, this is not going to work out. out. Yes. Yes. And it was just, Oh, that was just, it was, it was so deeply devastating because she was so isolated mm-hmm. in this small town, like, and, and because of the time and because of how she's restricted and what mm-hmm. she can do, it's like, 
you know, like that's her one chance, mm-hmm. you know? And well, and even that, like being a complicated situation where right. you're like, they leave, it's left kind of obscure. Like, did he mm-hmm. really lead her on or did he get to yeah. this point where societal pressures were like, mm-hmm. he was right. going to be cut off from his family and, right. you know, everything yeah. else. And it's heartbreaking for him too, mm-hmm. you know, like where does that, right. that fine line in that yeah. character or whatever too. Yeah. I feel like, it, yeah, I feel like it's hard. I feel like it's kind of hard to tell. And I feel like it could kind of go, it did, it felt at the beginning, it felt, it felt genuine, mm-hmm. at least the way she wrote mm-hmm. it. I felt like you were made to think that it really that it really was so that was that was so heartbreaking Mm -hmm. um I just I thought that the author Christina Baker Klein did such a great job of painting Christina's life just like the physical labor of the details of the farm life and everything like Mm -hmm. all of the work of the farm Mm -hmm. and then and then reminding you that the way she gets around that she is in constant danger of falling, you know, when she's like dressed up to go somewhere, she falls mm. and ruins her dress or that part like made me cry for oh. real. It was the saddest. Yes. So I, I just thought that she did a really good job of just really like giving you a picture mm-hmm. of, of what that would have been like. I mean, a house without running water. Yeah. No Holy electricity. Cow. None yes. of that with just, you know, it's not like this romantic farmhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like work. It's not very cold nice, and mean. cold and <laughs> dank and dark, like just all these things. Um, I thought that it was really um, like startling. Disturbing isn't the word, but like startling where at the end she's going to go visit her friend Sadie and she doesn't even try to walk. She just drags herself yeah. and it just it feels so feels so like sad in a way. But um, you know, she's determined and she's just going to get there, but you're just like, oh, it just, mm-hmm. yeah, just, feel, it feels sad. It feels mm-hmm. really difficult. Well, and just knowing now how different her life might have right. been, you know, right. they're just, the options were not there. The, right. the technology even, and mm-hmm. the, um, the crutches even were, de- yeah. I mean, all of that, yeah. that like, even in your grandmother's time, that would have right. been so much more helpful. Mm-hmm. And so it is just kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really was. Um, Let's see. I have a few more. I have clearly. Many, oh, I know. I have many so many thoughts. bullet points. Um, as as we kind of got more into the storyline with um, Andrew Wyeth being there, I loved just imagining this artist becoming obsessed with this random mm-hmm. house and the stories and that it like became his muse. Yeah. You the know? house itself. And the- I don't know if from the book I quite got the the sense of him being there for the 20 years, or maybe I wasn't paying attention mm-hmm. to the time. It mm-hmm. didn't feel maybe like a full 20 years. Yeah. Um, but, but I love that, mm-hmm. that he was there for 20 years. Um, that just like artistically and creatively sounds so appealing Yeah, to just, and just inspiring, right. To get yes. that lost in something. Yes. And I love, I love that he found it in something. So every day, something kind of mm-hmm. decrepit. Mm-hmm. And then I loved how, um, Christina described him as just, just being there as an observer, mm-hmm. like not judging when mm-hmm. she's been judged her whole life yeah. in so many ways. And, it was just this comforting thing. And then I, I liked the idea of just him being there, mm-hmm. like of them having someone else there, mm-hmm. like someone to get some eggs or bake a pie yeah. for, you yeah. know, it was just, it was really nice. It was just, just so interesting. I mean, just how random. Yeah. Just interesting you know? connection where it was like at this arm's length and they just mm-hmm. all let each other go about their business, mm-hmm. but they had this like 
strange little family yeah. kind of yeah. you know this little existence and on the just farm. how interesting i mean he just kind of shows up and then he just keeps showing up and just comes in like barely says hello mm-hmm. and just disappears mm-hmm. up in your house mm-hmm. and you know he's like eh. okay what is that small motor <laughs> across the street <laughs> Oh my gosh. We do. We have all the doors and windows open because it's so beautiful, but that is the risk that we take yes. of motorized bikes yes. and scooters scooting by. Um, you know, he's like, I was surprised when, when she mentioned that she had gone upstairs and looked at the room and there's like egg everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't even like kind of being tidy. No. Like you would kind of think you're in someone else's house, like kind of be yeah. tidy. And he's just like contributing yeah. to the mess, but that's just like kind of how the house was right. at that point. Um, let's see. And just like I, I mentioned, um, I just loved the author's notes at the end and I'm so glad that she added that. That just felt like a little bonus when I was Mm -hmm. just like, oh, sad that it was gone. And then I like felt like I got more out Mm -hmm. of it. I just, I, I really loved that. Um, oh, I, I missed one little note, even though I felt some regret at the end, like that Christina had stayed at the house and not found a more comfortable life. And that also that she and Al didn't express their love for each other Mm -hmm. more openly. Mm -hmm. That just felt oh, like kind of heartbreaking in a way. I I still felt like it was a tidy in a way and really satisfying ending. Like there's almost this satisfaction and the insatisfaction. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really strange. There's just, there's like something about the book and also the painting that's almost like this like pebble in your shoe, like you can't mm-hmm. quite describe like how it's getting under your skin, mm-hmm. but then, but at the same time, maybe not so much like a pebble, but like, I don't hate it. It's just like yeah. something that I keep like turning over yeah. and over in my head. There's something like very kind of appealing about that. Um, okay. I, I'm just going to share a couple of quotes cause I've talked on and on. <laughs> um, okay. First of all, one thing I've got to know if you've ever heard this before, this isn't really a quote, but this was a light bulb moment for me when Mamie is telling her about setting the table. Fork is on the L E F T. Yeah. The, the letters match. I was like, why, why has no nobody me tell that? me that? I know. No, what? I have never heard that either. That but is it makes genius. So much sense. Christina Baker Klein, did you come up with that? No. It's genius. <laughs> and if not, I why? knew like fork was left knife was right but i feel like i just had to memorize it right me too and then like even worked with like spoon and like all Mm -hmm. these other things i mean yeah she knew mothers and grandmothers of the world yeah come on does our generation (laughs) just not know this maybe so anyway that was like holy cow like if i get nothing else from this book (laughs) (laughs) helpful tip um okay um and then just a couple of quotes um i I just, I loved when Christina described her life, her and Al's life together. This life of ours can feel an awful lot like waiting. Mm. And that just felt, that felt very accurate. And then this next one is a little bit long, but I honestly got a little bit choked up about it. And it's when she talks about um, having like the closest thing that she and Al have to Mm -hmm. like, I feel like really having that understanding. Al and I had never hugged that I can remember. I don't know the last time we've touched except when he's helping me get around, but here in the murky darkness, I put my hand over his and he lays his other hand over mine. I feel the way I do when I lose something, a spool of thread say, and search for it everywhere only to discover it in an obvious place on the sideboard, on the sideboard under the cloth. I think of what Mamie told me long ago, that there are many ways to love and to be loved. Too bad it's taken most of a lifetime for me to understand what that means. Mm. And I just, uh, I just, I feel kind of emotional reading it. Just, 
he was there for her mm-hmm. and, you know, in some way sacrificed his life and was so committed mm-hmm. and yet didn't, um, I feel like expect anything more mm-hmm. of here of her was just this quiet, steadfast mm-hmm. love and devotion like a husband. But then didn't like overtly express it right. either or even yeah. just have maybe some of that intimacy they could have in terms mm-hmm. of like, I expect, like you say, like I expect mm-hmm. more from you, like mm-hmm. in terms of a relationship and right. like he just kind of went and did his own thing when right. he met the girl and yeah. even there could have been a conversation about that or yeah. something. It was like this understanding that they were only going to like... Yeah deal in practical matters you know yeah I mean there's like something beautiful about Mm -hmm. it this like deep devotion and then Mm -hmm. there's something so sad about Mm -hmm. it like missed like it almost feels like they could have just been having more conversations yeah it's like they've missed it's like that spool of thread thing that she says that it's been there all along we could have been closer kind of a thing yeah Yeah. so anyway no, I highlighted that too and just thought that was such a touching Mm -hmm. scene Mm -hmm. um and when there could have been like bitterness that could have ended with like her brother leaving or whatever it was just like a this like, like you said, it's really hard to explain this like tidy resolution, but mm-hmm. leaving you feeling all these complex things. Yeah. But that's life, right? right? And like, I feel like good art does that, like mm-hmm. highlights the complexity in like really simple ways. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt about um, this book too. Just mm-hmm. like, I, I, I would give it a solid B just because I, I really just did enjoy it. But for me, my new measure of an A oh, I've okay. decided is would I buy the high, hard copy? Oh even after reading it. okay good one like because i want it on my shelf or good want measure. somebody to borrow it or good measure so hmm. to me especially Not with quite. all i've been using the library and stuff i don't think that i would quite put it there but a very hmm. solid b plus okay thoroughly enjoyed finished it in just a few days it is a very um yeah, it might not be as complicated of language, but she writes very she's a good storyteller yeah like, and the story keeps the story moving moves along. along she's got this um what is the word? Like almost like a, no, I can't think of the author. <laughs> just very direct, but beautiful and profound sentences. Like yeah. I highlighted a couple that were just like one liners yeah. kind of that really summed up a lot about life, but mm-hmm. um, easy read at the same time. Yeah. Great character development. Great characters. Just amazing characters. Um, yeah. And just all these really complex themes, like all juxtaposed with each other like this there's just these themes of personal growth but then being scared of growth and change Mm -hmm. and and like being being, seen but then the fear of growing close to somebody yeah um and just like this idea of perseverance versus knowing when to let go Mm -hmm. and when to when you're just being stubborn Mm -hmm. um it's just really really interesting kind of that that push and pull throughout the whole book Mm -hmm. that that tension that made it interesting yeah i just have like a bajillion bullet points okay, with like yes. scenes or quotes <laughs> and some of them you mentioned, so I okay. won't necessarily go through all, go but things it. that I just, yes. that just really spoke to me. So at the very beginning or towards the beginning when she's talking with her grandmother and she has her shell room oh, where she yes. collected all the shells and she's talking about a poem where a man finds a broken shell mm-hmm. and she quotes the poem and she says, build thee more stately mansions. Oh my soul as the swift seasons roll till thou art, Till thou at length art free, leaving thine outgrown shell by life's unresting sea. And she says, it's about human nature, you see. You can live for a long time inside the shell you were born in. But one day it'll become too small. Then what, I ask? Well, then you'll have to find a larger shell to live in. I consider this for a moment. What if it's too small, but you still want to live there? She sighs. Gracious child, what a question. I suppose you'll either have to be brave and find a new home, or you'll have to live with a broken shell. 
it's just so true right like if Mm -hmm. we refuse to grow and change as a person things are going to break like Mm -hmm. we're going to have broken relationships and broken um you know self-worth and identity Mm -hmm. and like it's it's a choice always and I just thought that was awesome and kind of a metaphor for the whole book and then the house at large the house yeah everything just so interesting right um and then she's talking at some point someone is talking about her father and how he cut off kind of his family um overseas and Mm -hmm. just kind of built this whole new life for himself and yeah um like how could he do that kind of thing? But yeah. then they then it said it's brave to resist the pull of the familiar to be selfish about your own needs. Mm-hmm. And so so true. I highlighted that. I too. love that sentence. Yes. Um, and then when she's talking about her father being kind of duped into that false cure because he was sick Ugh. too, and sounds like was something kind of similar ish. Right. And yes. so maybe that's why they're thinking it's like a genetic something, right. but. Um, he's duped into Ugh, those, eating these certain apples, apples or something and money. he like kind Ugh, of lost his whole savings. So um, and she's just saying like, I, yeah, he was so proud, mm-hmm. but that her heart kind of broke for him too. And she said, I just, I wonder if shame and pride are merely two sides of the same coin. Yeah. I remember that. I was like, that needs to go like on a poster or something. Yes. I don't know. It's so true. Yes. Um, it, I just, yeah, I really liked, I echo what you say, just really liked the way the author wrote about everyday rural life mm-hmm. in a farm at that time period mm-hmm. and how much work there was. Mm-hmm. I even just, I highlighted a section about her doing the laundry and like mm-hmm. how long it would take and what all was involved just mm-hmm. to like remind me of how easy I have it. Oh my like gosh. it really just bolstered my spirits. And like, I mean, get over yourself. Right. Like, right. And it still said like, she got it done in one or two days and I had like, mounds piled up. I'm like, no, that's just me being lazy. Like what is, <laughs> it was just this little pep talk for myself. Yeah. Like it really, you just lose perspective mm-hmm. sometimes about how easy our lives really are. Oh, and remember when, oh, it's like felt so heartbreaking when she was going to go, she was going to go to that dance with Walton and she mm-hmm. said how they all usually bathe just like once a month mm-hmm. or something but so she wanted to take a bath and so it was like dragging so much the work. water up like mm-hmm. all like heating the water dragging it up like all these things and yeah I mean gosh like yeah. bathing once a month and like all the family in the same water yeah because it was like literally mm-hmm. about all you could manage right mm-hmm. yeah no and then just like her going to just how many kinds of privilege there are like mm-hmm. she, the scene when she's in Boston visiting her friend and they're mm-hmm. talking about politics and um, protests and the suffragette movement. And, right. and she's just like, she says, how different would my life be with all these modern conveniences basically? And mm-hmm. maybe I, which is maybe she too would know what's going on in the wider world. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I, it must be nice. Like right. it was, she said it was like they were playing house cause they didn't actually have to work Mm-hmm. to do anything and I'm like no I mean that's kind of yeah. how it is now too everything's right. automatic everybody yes. you know just like what a privilege it is to be more than just surviving mm-hmm. and be able to think about some of those things yeah. and worry you know right. about some of those things mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that was kind of a mm-hmm. I don't know kind of a conviction to me too mm-hmm. um and then the last paragraph oh this mm-hmm. is where like it's just it's the tidy part but just like hits you right in the heart like just mm-hmm. so good So she's talking about the painting Mm -hmm. and just how she's seeing the painting. And Mm -hmm. she says, this is a girl who has lived through broken dreams and promises, still lives, will always live on that hillside at the center of the world that unfolds all the way to the edges of the canvas. Her people are witches and persecutors, adventurers and homebodies, dreamers and pragmatists. 
Her world is both circumscribed and boundless, a place where the stranger at the door may hold a key to the rest of her life. What she wants most, what she truly yearns for, is that any of, is what any of us want to be seen. And look, she is. Mm. And just and then the painting like shows yes. up on the next page, just like yep. yeah, it's so so good, and just kind yeah. of wraps up some of those, um, you know, paradoxes throughout the mm-hmm. book, like the scene and yeah, but not be judged mm-hmm. and just just so so good. Yes, so. it really was oh, so so good. Um, there was. Let's see. Something else. Um, let's see. Oh, I had highlighted something else that was kind of related to when she went to Boston. And I loved when she said, and yet here I am going somewhere new. How shockingly easy it was to pick up and go to buy a ticket and board a train and head off into the unknown. Mm-hmm. And I just love that because I feel like that's been my experience like every time I travel, mm-hmm. especially somewhere new where, you know, you plan for something, you save, like you buy mm-hmm. these expensive airfare tickets, but it's like when it comes to it, you just show it's not up that complicated. and you just go, mm-hmm. you know, and we make it feel so complicated mm-hmm. and the money part like can be or can be a barrier. Right. But, but in terms of that, I mean... I don't know. It just, it always amazes me how easy it mm-hmm. is like that to suddenly just go somewhere new and, and how much that opens your perspective and the right. horizons in ways that like you can't, you know, anticipate. Yeah. And just so. how like we limit ourselves mm-hmm. in these bubbles of can't or shouldn't right. or, you know. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I c- could never mm-hmm. go there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, mm. yeah. And I, I liked too, and this gets back to like the the very... Um, ending when when she um this didn't happen at the end but earlier when she's talking with um Wyeth about how she sees herself and she said the answer surprised us both I think of myself as a girl and mm. I just thought that seemed so poignant mm-hmm. too you know where I was just thinking about how when she was younger she was able to go in school you know she wasn't as um physically disabled, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and she didn't have all that responsibility Mm -hmm. of caring for the whole household and the house and everything. And yeah, it was just kind of poignant and heartbreaking. But then Mm -hmm. at the same time, like something that I feel like we could all identify Mm -hmm. with, you know, just Mm -hmm. thinking about, I still feel like that. Yeah. Like how did I get here? I just am (laughs) Uh not this person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, I did find one more question that I just thought was interesting. Okay. I uh, just kind of Googled around a little bit and this is taken from litlovers.com, which okay. I hadn't seen before, but mm. they just have like book club oh, discussion nice. questions for different books. Mm. So um, the question was, do you think Christina Baker Klein captures the essence of Wyeth's painting? Is her own quote unquote drawing of Christina what you might expect from the painting? More or less than different so I love this question. That's a really, really great question. And I think, honestly, now, I think it's going to be impossible for me to separate the story and the painting oh, totally. now and to mm-hmm. see them separately, even though I said, like, I did know the painting before, but I just knew that it was an iconic painting mm-hmm. and that I thought it was interesting. So so it's almost hard to, like, step back and, and consider them separately. But honestly, I I do feel like, like, the same feelings that I mentioned that I get from the book, kind of like that something unresolved, like a melancholy, Mm -hmm. a complexity, like you can't quite put your finger on it. Mm -hmm. Like I I feel that with the, 
I feel like I felt that with the painting before I'd read the book and mm-hmm. that is so much of what the book gave me. So yeah. I feel like she did an amazing job of yeah. being able to to mirror that. Yeah. And I don't know how, you know, like difficult that feeling that would be. part of it, mm-hmm. not just like, oh, this plot describes how this painting exactly. came about. Yes. It was this truly like that gives you the same feeling mm-hmm. looking at the painting and looking at yeah. the Yeah. So at the I I feel like she just mm-hmm. nailed it. I yeah. I think that is what is so incredible about it and what is what maybe you're left with like these unsatisfying kind of feelings of that like longing regret or melancholy but maybe it's because she married them so well Mm -hmm. that it's so satisfying like you can look at the painting and then like like see deeper into it like Mm -hmm. see beyond it a little bit even though it still kind of leaves you with that so maybe that's kind of a satisfaction in it and I'm like dying to go see the painting (laughs) now (laughs) like now I'm going to New York for sure (laughs) yeah I think there's something interesting when there's art you know a book about art um in any form this like interesting nesting doll thing Mm -hmm. that happens and um yeah I think she did that same thing too like I I feel like it would have been very easy to be like here's the behind the scenes of this painting and it still could have been a very interesting story but she did more than that like you said I I do feel like she really just captured the essence and maybe some of the larger themes of the painting Mm -hmm. and that are wrapped up in you know, in Christina's story yeah. that, but she told like from that other perspective, I don't know. It was just really, I think she did a great job of that. There's just a quote in here too about, um, I I guess just kind of related, not necessarily answering Mm -hmm. that question, but, um, Andrew's talking about the painting and he says, people say I'm a realist, but truthfully my paintings are never quite real. I take away what I don't like and put myself in its place. Mm -hmm. What do you mean yourself? That's my little secret, Christina. He says, I am always painting myself. Mm. And just, um, yeah, just deep. Like the painting is deep. Mm-hmm. The the book is deep. And you just, I love that like metacognition a little bit about art and what you're mm-hmm. like always putting yourself into mm-hmm. that and yeah. um, how you, you get kind of like married to your subject a little bit mm-hmm. when you're creating art. Yeah. So just thought that was an interesting kind of relevant thought. Yeah. And actually, I, I'm surprised I haven't mentioned this before, but I mean, I love art, but I don't have like a solid background in it. And what mm-hmm. I've always loved so much is when I can know the story about mm-hmm. an art piece. I mean, I can think anything is interesting mm-hmm. if I know the context and know more about it. So yeah. I have so loved art history classes when I would learn about the background. Um, and then there this is maybe a third book that I'm thinking of. And I was just looking it up right now where it gives you a story behind Mm -hmm. a piece of art. Mm -hmm. And, and then you just see this piece of art in a totally Mm -hmm. different way. And I feel like I almost can appreciate it because I'm not just kind of looking at it, you know, okay, I know that this is in a museum, so it must be important, Mm -hmm. but I can like have some feelings about it. And the other ones that I wanted to mention that people have probably heard of, but um, Girl with a Pearl Earring, which is popular many years ago. And then another one by the same author is called Lady and the Unicorn. And that's um, the Girl with a Pearl Earring is based on a Vermeer painting that mm-hmm. is famous. Mm-hmm. And and then The Lady and the Unicorn is based on a, a, a really huge tapestry. Okay. Anyway, so those are just yeah. interests kind the of like finch. other... Ch- 
I don't know if oh, it's yeah, based on a real right. painting even, or if it might be a fake painting. Yeah. But it's about art, uh, right. art about art. Yes. I just really. Yeah. So I realized that I really mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. Like I love knowing the behind the, like the behind yeah. the scenes and stuff You know what like else that. was, was Bel Canto. Oh yeah. But about not like physical art, but yeah. um, about opera yeah. and just like as an art form and yeah. just how that kind of wove itself through mm-hmm. the story. And mm-hmm. the other ones I've been thinking of that, um, kind of just have these real interesting thoughts of like art and metaphors for Mm -hmm. life and creativity is the muse and the Mm -hmm. miniaturist by jesse burton oh i haven't read either Um, of those both of those just some really good interesting yeah that actually reminded me of this book a little bit interesting especially the muse Um, i've read those both this year so i want to read those now yeah oh i love it they're meaty too like just very like just rich stories so Awesome. Putting Mm -hmm. that on my list. We'll link to those too. Yeah. Okay. Anything else about this, this beauty? This is a highly recommend and really it's, it's deep, but it's a, I think it would be a great beach read for this Mm -hmm. summer. Like easy read, but that's what's so great about it. Like an easy Mm -hmm. read, but it's just like, oh, you just get so, I was just so in that world, Mm -hmm. like just so lost. It was, I'm going to make some bread. Just so sad. (laughs) I'm going to make some drop biscuits. I sure am. (laughs) okay well i think that's all we have thank you so much for listening and reading along with us we love these episodes um we would love for you to chime in on the book discussion by joining the conversation on instagram we are hi girls next door or our facebook page facebook.com slash girl next door podcast as always you can also email us at hi girls next door at gmail.com or comment on the show notes for this episode on our website girl next door podcast.com Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. (laughs) (laughs) Or saying, what is it that you used to say? Seatsy fly. She's not saying Tsitsi fly, so it's pretty good. <coughs> you had a podcast cough. What? I would like to note that I haven't coughed one time. So clearly they haven't moved yet. Bye. <laughs> Bye. The only reason I didn't wear more lipstick is the reapplying and the coming yeah. off all over everything. Right. And I think that's the thing. Like, no, like I, I, I don't have time for that. Kids, I can kiss whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> Wet my whistle. Nailed it.